We are so fortunate that Marty is going to do not one, but two performances for us today. And the first one is a scene from her one-woman play called Nordic Princess Breaks the Ice that she talks about in the interview. Here we go. Scene four. Oh, I knew running away couldn't stop breaks. But moving in with my sister, who was also divorced and also had OI, just felt better. So with her three and my two, we began raising five little toeheads, three breakable, two not. Then I heard about this on-camera acting class. I was told there was this great teacher, Mr. McCambridge, who was teaching. Shh, don't tell anyone, but uh, I sort of fell in love with my teacher. The girls liked him too, at first. He let them play with props and even began doing fashion shows with them. It wasn't until we decided to get married that their attitude changed. This was going to break up their family. We'd have to move to our own place. They were devastated. They actually thought my sister should sue for partial custody so they could live with their cousins on the weekends. They got over it. Eventually. I think. Anyway, Michael began teaching at Laurel Hall, a school in the valley, and so they rode to school with him and spent time getting to know him. Then he started this little theater company, and things were great. The dark shadow OI just seemed to be out of the picture. Little did I know, it was lurking just around the corner. Jocelyn and Casey were both performing in the school production of Oliver. Jocelyn was one of the who will buy ladies, and Casey was cast as one of those ragamuffins, Fagin's kids. Friday night's performance was a huge hit. Everyone was flying high. Saturday night, act one was done and backstage was a buzz during the intermission. Oh, it's so good. You were great. No, you were great. No, you were great. Oh, I wish we could do this forever. Lights flashed for curtain up on the second act. Then I heard it. We all heard it. But I recognized that familiar scream of a broken child. My child? No, please, no. There she was, lying in a muddy patch. Her foot was canted at an odd angle and she was screaming at everyone to just get away from her and don't touch her. 911 was called and the curtain was held. Paramedics got her to the ambulance, but before they put her in, they asked me to sign a waiver. It showed that they were not gonna be taking her to our hospital, but to a smaller one close by. This is so ridiculous. When you hurt badly, you don't want to be moved over and over. Trust me. So I made them put her in the back seat of my car so I could drive her to our doctor at our hospital. You do whatever it takes. That's why they call me Mama Bear. We spent the better part of that night in the hospital. She had to be knocked out so they could manipulate the ankle back to a more normal position put a large cast on and gave her some crutches. Back at the theater, Oliver, 
They had let someone else go on with the script for her big number in the second act. But the next day, she insisted she want to go on for the matinee. I guess my children have that show must go on in their DNA. She had to sit in a chair in the aisle, but she sang out her part with gusto. My job for this particular show was to fill in the gaps in the backstage area. I helped with makeup and made sure kids got on stage on time. And I was working with one of the costumes backstage when the backstage manager, Jennifer, came rushing up to me. I think Casey's broken her arm. That's not funny, I said. It's not a joke. Come with me. She went to the back of the auditorium and we watched as Fagin's kids marched around singing, Be Back Soon. Casey was right where she was supposed to be, marching and singing all the words, but she was saluting with the wrong hand. Her other arm was hanging loosely at her side. The scene ends with the kids going to their spots to sleep, so Jennifer motioned to Casey from the wings to sneak out, and Casey side-crawled off the stage. I met her outside. So what do you think? You want to go to the hospital? No, she said quietly. You think it's broken, I said. Yes, she said in that same quiet, resigned voice. It wasn't bent out of shape. It would turn out to be a simple spiral fracture she got while leapfrogging over Fagin's back. So couldn't she finish the show? No, I'm a pretty bad stage mother, but I'm not that bad. Of course I took her to the doctor. Michael announced everyone at the final curtain where we were. And then there were two broken ones. The girls grew stronger with each break and demonstrated their courage and acceptance of this OI specter. It would serve them well as they each married and had children of their own. Casey had six boys, four with OI. Her eldest, my first grandson, Gage, spent a good chunk of his time in body casts on two separate occasions. And at, by age 10, he had a break for every year he had lived. Jocelyn had two boys and one girl. A friend of hers had had a dream. She saw Jocelyn's husband running around with a cape saying his would be the sperm that would beat O.I. And it seemed she was right until the fourth child, a little girl, my mini-me, Jill. Her very first break and grandma was there. I heard that unmistakable cry. I heard it and I cringed. Jocelyn said, you wanna check it out? No, I don't need to. I'm sure it's broken. You take her to the hospital, I'll stay with the others. Jill is another brave one, and she's funny. I think funny's often what gets us through. At her choir concert, 
this past Christmas, she was sporting a bright red Christmas cast on her arm. During one song, the children had to clap in rhythm. Ah, you did really well, Jill, even in spite of the cast. And she said, well, it did hurt a little bit to clap. But no one's going to stop us if we want to do something. No one's going to tell us not to at least try. If we break, we'll deal with it. And if we escape breaking, well, how great is that? For Marty's second performance, she's going to play the banjo and she's going to sing at the same time. Amazing. Hi, this is my banjo. Goes with me everywhere. Well, almost. Anyway, I'm going to sing Mardi Gras in New Orleans. Okay, this next one is called St. James Infirmary. You might remember it from the whole band doing it, which is really fun. It's one of our favorites and it's the most oft requested. I'm going to do it by myself now. You'll be missing some of those other instruments, but hopefully this will be just about as good. I went down to see Joe McKendy At the bar he stood with eyes so red Turned to the crowd around him 
And these are the words he said I've been down to St. James and out on a long white table so young so cold so fair let her go let her go god bless her wherever she may be you may search this whole wide world over You'll never find a man like me Now you heard my story Let's have another round of booze And if anyone should ever ask you I got the St. James Infirmary Blues things up a little bit. This is a silly one. I hope it makes you smile. It's called Tuna Casserole. Soft as the voice of my mother Calling the night shadows fall Calling her children to suffer Oh, what a heavenly smell There on the dining room table Served from a Corningware bowl Eaten with jello and Kool-Aid the food of my soul. Tuna casserole, oh how dear to my lips. Noodles and tuna and mushrooms and chips. you grew up in the Midwest, you know you had tuna casserole.
This last one is um, an original piece that the band kind of put together uh, together. One person wrote the music, and when he came in and played it for us, we all said, that's really fun. Let's, let's start doing that. And as he was doing it, some words were coming into my head for some reason. And I try never to ignore my muse. So I wrote them down. And the next week I brought them in and I said, listen to these words. These are kind of fun, don't you think? Well, they didn't get it at first, but then I explained. Um, my dad, who also had osteogenesis, uh, was in the service. And one of the issues with osteogenesis is the bones in your ear. If you have a, a big sneeze, the bones in your ears will break and then you can't hear anymore. My dad had very bad hearing. He had to lie a lot to get into the service, but he managed it. But one of the funny things was he would have to watch his buddies because when the whistling of the bombs was coming, he couldn't hear it. So he would watch them and when they would duck, he would duck. Thankfully, he made it home okay. But it just made me kind of smile to think of my dad and uh, so that's where these words come from. If you listen carefully you'll figure out what I mean. This is called Condor Swing. The other part of it is the music came from one of our musicians was out watching the Condor Squadron coming in and uh, he just was watching them and the tune came to him. So we listened to our muses so this became one of our best songs, Condor Swing. Keep your head down when you hear the whistle blow. Don't you worry, don't you think I know? Cause when it's over, in just a little while, I'll be coming home to see your sweet, sweet smile. She wanted to be brave for a soldier boy. She wanted to be brave and bring him joy. She wanted to be That she could be there to make them stop From the dark she waved goodbye She tried so hard not to cry He waved back from the great ship's deck And 
Thought about the last words she had said Oh, keep your head down When you hear the whistle blow Don't you worry Don't you think I know Cause when it's over In just a little while I'll be coming home to see your sweet, sweet smile That's it. Thank you. So this is the end of our show with Marty McCambridge. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. For being a guest on the show. I really appreciate it. And we are in the Lincoln Stegman Theater. I would like to mention that again. And I'd like to say thank you so much to Elate and to Emmanuel Lutheran Church for allowing us to shoot the show here. It uh, is very kind and very generous of them. Thank you very much. Please tell your friends, please tell your family to watch the show and to listen to the show if you would. Um, there will be some form of art that will touch a, uh, a chord with them and it will be something maybe that they do. And I think they'll enjoy the show. So thanks for joining us and we'll see you soon. Thank you for watching and or listening to Creativity Inside and Out. I do recommend watching my show if you can, because it's really tailored toward being a visual show. It's available on YouTube. Just search for Creativity Inside and Out and look for the light bulb logo. If you do listen to the show, go to https colon slash slash creativity-inside-and.captivate.fm slash listen. There you will find a variety of places where you can listen, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Enjoy watching and or listening. And please, if you would, follow the show and subscribe. That really means a lot to me. Thank you.